Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. One of the first things the Albanese government did when it came to power was to allow a Tamil family to return to the central Queensland town of Biliwilla. That decision focused attention on tens of thousands of other asylum seekers here who've been waiting for immigration rulings for around a decade. In some cases, they're living in poverty. Today, national regional reporter Nathan Morris takes us to meet some of them. And I hope that tonight we can work some, at least list the issues so that we know what they are. And it is good to have Nathan here. Nathan, I want you to first of all take me to the Gatton Community Hall. So I went to a a meeting in Gatton recently. It was run by a multicultural worker and um, and the local community centre. And they were hosting a bunch of asylum seekers who were living in the community and they wanted to hear from them about the things that were a problem for them, you know, the the issues they were facing. And in this room there are about 20-odd men sitting around tables. It's a mixture of Rohingya people and men from Bangladesh. Do you all know each other? Yes. Pretty much? Yes. Do many of you work together? Mm, okay. So you've gone along to hear their stories. I mean, how did they get here? Well, look, they've all got slightly different stories and how they got here, but for the most part, they've all come to Australia by boat about 10 years ago. Yeah. How many people here came by boat? Yeah, actually, 90% here, I think. Really? I think 90% for by boat here. Wow. Well... You're very brave. Thank you very much. And this is in this weird period between the Labor government and the Tony Abbott government that came in to power in 2013. Uh, They're known as like a legacy caseload. Yeah, I I remember that time. There was about 18 months and the policy of offshore processing had ended and there was a sort of influx of boat arrivals. It was during the... Julia Gillard sort of Kevin Rudd years. Yeah, they're um, they're people who came between August 2012 and January 2014. From now on, any asylum seeker who arrives in Australia by boat will have no chance of being settled in Australia as refugees. Okay, so it's this cohort of of mainly men. They've arrived by boat here almost a decade ago, around 10 years ago. How many people are like that in that position? Look, it's hard to tell, but it's roughly about 31,000 people who are mm. on temporary visas or, or, or bridging visas more specifically that are, mm. are waiting for their, you know, their applications to be processed. Okay, so it's quite a lot and they've been in Australia for a pretty long time. What are their lives like? What did you learn about that? Well, for the men in the Gatton community hall that night, uh, life's pretty to tough. To... Uh, Please, to I didn't see visit to my fa- my parents tw- twelve years, yeah, and I feel really emotional. So in that room, there's a couple of different groups. There's the the Rohingya crew, and they've got mostly mm-hmm. all of them have temporary protection visas or some sort of bridging visa. They they, they can work. They have a Medicare card. They, they get some basic support. I came 
to Australia 2012. Yep. I'm still a, a temporary protection visa. They're very slow, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, the Bangladesh cohort, they don't have any visa. Mm. So they're part of this this group of people who have had bridging visas that have lapsed and then they've applied for another one or they need ministerial uh, intervention to get a new visa. That hasn't happened yet. And instead of being detained, they've been left in the community without any of these work rights and and they're in a very precarious situation, as you can imagine. No medical card, nothing, nothing working, already no working visa. No visa, no, no Medicare. Yeah. What else don't you have? No work. No anything. Yeah, we'll get to you. Okay, all right, next to the table. The main concern is is just trying to get through every day. They They can't work. They, they don't have a lot of money. They live on these monthly payments from the Red Cross of $400. Mm. They, they get vegetable boxes. The men I spoke to were living in these houses that aren't able to be rented because they're so run down. Maybe I think the house is in the market. It's just not a house, like an office, maybe, office desk. Oh, yeah, it yeah, looks that, like that a one. demountable. Yeah, that you one. You live in that demountable over there? Yeah, that, that one. Uh, near the, that office? That, yeah. That one. So maybe the house is uh, that... No one gonna rent. Incredible. Yeah. And what about when they get sick? I mean, what happens then? Well, that's really tricky. Mm. Uh, they never help for get in hospital. They, they won't. They won't. No. They won't help you. We go matter get in hospital. They have to say you have medical card. I said no. So he have you have to pay for money. So I said I don't have money. They say we can't do it for anything. You have to go for Brisbane. The only real option they have is to go to Brisbane. Um, there's a hospital there. The Mata Hospital has like this refugee clinic that'll that'll look after refugees without a Medicare card. Mm. But in the meantime, they said, "Look, we take take Panadol, or we we, um, we try not to get sick." Mm, right, sounds really difficult. So it's this group of mainly men. They're on temporary protection visas or bridging visas, which allow them to stay here, but they have limited rights you know, to work, to social services, and it sounds pretty tough, really difficult for them to survive. In some cases, they don't have visas at all, you mentioned. So why aren't they just deported? Why are they still here without a visa at all? Well, that's that's the question that they want to know as well. Mm. And uh, lawyers for these men have said it was a deliberate move by past immigration ministers to basically hope that they give up and go back. Mm. That's the this group of Bangladesh men in Gatton, but I'm told you know there are well, I know there are thousands of others around the country who have just had to try to make it work wherever they are. It's been such a long time too, you know, a decade living like that. So there's lots of these asylum seekers, they're waiting for their cases to be assessed. We have a new government now, Nathan. You know, it looks pretty likely it will let the Billawilla family stay. I'm very proud we've brought this family home. I am very proud, and the community will be as well. But what about all the others? Well, look, it's a really tricky question to answer because the issue of of people coming to Australia by boat has become so politically prickly. Mm. I think the Labor Party is still trying to work out how they're going to deal with this. Um, I've I've tried 
you know, all the relevant ministers hoping that they would give me an updated comment. They just point to their um, comments prior to the election, which um, are based on on their current policy platform, which says Labor will abolish temporary protection visas and safe haven enterprise visas and transfer, quote, eligible refugees onto permanent visa arrangements. So Mm -hmm. that's all good for the 19,000 eligible refugees on TPVs, but the thing that I really wanted to know about was what happens to the Bangladesh guys in Gatton? Mm. What's the plan for them? With no visa. That's right. Okay. So by the sounds of it, of the 30,000, there's a potential under this new Labor government that 19,000 might be deemed to be refugees and granted visas to stay here in Australia. Yeah. And for the men in Gatton that you went to see who have really nothing more than Panadol for their health care. They rely on charity to live every day. What for them? They just have to what keep waiting. I mean, I've been down there a bit recently and, yeah, it's sort of like this odd existence, this parallel kind of life being led by these men in this, this community. We just uh, have a small house here, our old friend. We sit in and then some tea, just around in Gaton. Just hang out. Yeah. So we are here without, you can say without food, without good living. Still, we are here. Nathan Morris is a national regional reporter. The Department of Home Affairs told the ABC government's position on barring people who travel to Australia by boat from settling here permanently has not changed. This episode was produced by Sydney Peed. Additional production by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.